Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a special edition of the HHC. The Hornets have reached the quarter pull of the 2023-2024 season. Out of 82 games, Charlotte has played 20, and since we're not doing this at halftime of the game, on Monday, we figured we'd do our official quarter poll right here, right now. Hornets sitting at 7-13, and 13, uh, currently, I guess, kind of in a tie for 12th, roughly 13th. They're on the outside looking in at the play-in tournament and the playoff bracket as a whole. But overall, Charlotte's dealt with a lot of injuries and I think been able to tread water enough to leave them in an advantageous enough position heading in to the back three quarters of the season. So we're going to talk about the first 20 games overall, who our MVP is of the first quarter of the season, and give our biggest reason for optimism on the remainder of the schedule. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo. Happy to be here. I thought I was going to get a couple days off with the multiple days off in the schedule, but I digress. Every time you think you're out, we reel you back yeah, in. And also excited to reel in for this one, making a kind of two Sam's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, Sam Purley, senior writer for Hornets.com. Sam, good to see you again. Thank you so much for having me in studio. Usually it's over the phone late at night, but here I am live in person staring face to face with you and Rob, for that matter. We, we are thrilled to have you and uh, the Hornets here, 7-13 and 13 at the quarter pull the season. Certainly not what we were hoping the team would be, not what we expected them to be, but Charlotte has dealt with a lot over the first 20 games of the season, and there's a lot to take away from it, but overall, I need a big time takeaway from the first 20 games of the season. We'll go around the table here and each give our own. Rob Longo, you get to lead off this segment with the first round pick. Oh man, I don't know. Just one giant takeaway from the first 20 so games of the season? Yeah, like we planned how to do that. (laughs) I guess, I don't know. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on right now for the Hornets. It's just, I gotta go with the injuries, I guess. I mean, that's kind of the no-brainer. I know it's kind of the elephant in the room, but the elephant is getting larger and larger unfortunately, so hopefully we're getting some more good news on the injury front. We did get that update from LaMelo Ball and how he's being reevaluated on a week-to-week basis, and we'll hear about him in a couple of days. So it's just very unfortunate that we're kind of doing the same song and dance as last year in terms of the injuries, but there's other bright spots in there as well. I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but if I had to pick one overarching theme, it's got to be the injuries. Yeah, if you look in the Hornets neighborhood of teams that are you know somewhere in that 10 to 13 range that are all within a game or two of each other, uh, Atlanta for the most part has had their squad all season long. Toronto for the most part has had their squad all season long. Chicago's dealt with a significant injury to Zach Levine. Uh, the Hornets have dealt with absence after absence after absence. And so, whereas a lot of the other teams in this neighborhood, it feels like they kind of are what they are at this point. There's certainly room for growth 
growth, and there's a lot of talent. I mean, Siakam's a multiple-time All-Star. Trey Young's a multiple-time All-Star. The Bulls have multiple, multiple-time All-Stars. So all these teams have guys that are capable of getting their squad on a run and to start climbing the totem pole. But for Charlotte, it's the one team where we really don't know what they would look like if we had the entire team available for a 15-game or, dare I say, 15-week stretch. That would be a lot of fun to see for Charlotte. Hopefully we get that answer in the not-too-distant future. I think injuries is a perfectly good top takeaway from the first quarter of the season. Sam Perley, what's yours? Mine is slightly along the same lines, but I'm kind of going to expand upon it. And I think the injuries have just led to not a whole lot of consistency from a rotational standpoint. And that's something that um, I think kind of gets glossed over a little bit when you have injuries. Not only do you not have that said player out there and the production that he would normally provide, but uh, you've got to make adjustments with your, you know, your rotations and guys are playing with different guys. And the Hornets just have not had a sustained stretch where the rotation of the nine guys or the eight or nine guys is all virtually the same game after game after game because uh you know like we mentioned when they finally got Terry Rozier back from the hamstring injury they made it through like a quarter and a half in Orlando and then LaMelo got the injury and it just they've never been able to build any sort of sustainable you know night in and night out this is our rotation these are our playing groups these this guy's playing with this guy because I know he likes to play with that guy this is you know that chemistry has just not been able to develop necessarily and I think they're getting it a little bit here and there I mean Obviously, you want LaMelo back, LaMelo ball back as soon as possible, but you do have kind of the same guys right now for the past few games kind of getting out there and, and, and kind of gelling together. So um, the injuries is a part of it, but I would say the injuries is causing from a rotational lineup, situational standpoint. I think it's been tough for the Hornets to roll out different starting lineups, different rotations, guys going in and out for the first 20 games or so. That kind of bleeds into one of the ones I had selected just in case everyone took mine, so I'll, I'll, I'll kind of tack on there, and that is that this, this team is talented. It truly is a talented group, more talented than I think we've seen basically since LaMelo Ball was drafted, this current era of Hornets basketball. You've got this team six deep of players that it's not a surprise if any or all of them were to score 20 points on any given night. You know, LaMelo, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier are all effectively averaging 20 a night. Uh, then you've got P.J. Washington, Gordon Hayward, and Brandon Miller, none of whom it's a surprise when they score 20 on a night. And then you've got two more really strong players that maybe aren't looked to for that kind of shot volume to get that total, but Mark Williams and Nick Richards are really, really strong contributors on a nightly basis. So that's eight guys. That's a playoff rotation, basically, full of players who can all contribute in a positive way. They all play well off each other, and it's just a matter of getting to a point where they can all play with each other. So I kind of see where you're going with yours, and there's been a lot of fluctuations within the rotation, but it's also demonstrated just how deep this rotation can be if they get everyone together. My biggest takeaway here from the first quarter of the season is that the young guys can hang. I think the two biggest question marks for the team coming into this year taking health completely out of the equation, was one, how is Mark Williams going to fare as the starting center for the team? Like, truly have the job, not a small sample size, not you've got security blankets here with Mason Plumley or another effective center. This is your job. How does it go when you're on the floor? I think the returns early are really, really good on him. If you look for the main players in the rotation, those top eight guys, who's the best in the plus-minus overall this season? It's Mark Williams. He's a minus 1.1. The team is, you know, very much under 500, so 
it's not a shock that everyone's in the negative and the plus minus. But the fact that he's closest to even, I think, is a telling statistic. So Mark Williams, he's still such a young player in his career. He hasn't played anywhere close to a full game's worth of seasons. But he is scoring at a very high rate, I would say, for center at 12.7 points per game. He's almost at 10 rebounds a night. And again, the plus minus, it's pretty favorable compared to the other guys when he's out there. The other one is Brandon Miller. We, we knew he'd be able to shoot and score. We have high expectations for him, obviously, as the number two overall pick. I don't think anyone expected him to be this good to fit in this well, to have it be this seamless at this stage of the season. So for me, my big takeaway the young guys can hang, and that's going to make this team that much better at these next stages of the season. I like your point there about the offense because there were stretches last year, particularly early in the season, where they didn't have LaMelo, and it was really if Terry Rozier didn't have a huge night and Kelly Oubre Jr. didn't have a huge night, you know, scoring 25, 30 points apiece, the Hornets were in, were in serious trouble. And it feels like the offense, even without LaMelo for the past four or five games, whatever it is, has really started to kind of find a rhythm. You know, I think they're, uh, since like game nine or 10, like they're close to top 10 and three pointers made, uh, definitely near the top and three point percentage. So really good point. The offense has definitely become a lot more balanced out. Um, you can get, 10, 15, 20 point games from six or seven guys on the roster. We just saw that the other night, four 20 point scores in the win over Toronto. So uh, the offense is definitely kind of balancing out a little bit. And uh, I think we'll only get better, obviously, when LaMelo comes back. So, very good point. That's definitely taking a big stride up from last year. A lot of that is health. And then, uh, you know, adding guys, adding Brandon Miller and guys, you know, taking another step. So, that's definitely a good one for sure. There you have it. Our takeaways from the first 20 games of the season. Health clearly an issue. Uh, the rotations have been random throughout all of those injuries, but we've seen a lot of depth from the team, and we've seen the young guys, particularly Mark Williams and Brandon Miller, show what they can contribute. Hopefully, in very short order, we see what the collection can do all together. It's the one thing we haven't seen. Those eight players all play in the same game start to finish. We'll see if that's coming up here in the next couple of contests. Coming up next here on this edition of the HHC, we're going to pick an MVP for the first quarter of the season. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sam Farber, Rob Longo, Sam Purley here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a special quarter poll edition of the HHC. Honestly, I don't know if we're going to do this at the midway mark and at the three-quarter mark because uh, I don't know that it's going to work out to have multiple off days for us to try and navigate, but it worked out nicely here, and so here we are talking about the first quarter of the Hornets campaign, and we're going to pick our MVP of it so far. Uh, Rob Longo, Sam Purley, obviously uh, Charlotte's record at this stage of the season, not exactly what the team was hoping for at 7-13, and but there have been a lot of highlights, there have been a lot of highlight performers, we need to pick our MVP. Sam Purley, you get to lead off this segment. 
I might just go the easy way out and say LaMelo Ball. So we uh, we start from the top, and then we can kind of trickle down. I know he's missed the last, um, whatever it is, five games at this point, but uh, he was on such a heater when he went out. That nine-game stretch he had in mid-November where it was you know four 30-point games in a row. He had a triple-double in there, 30-point triple-double in there. I think he became the fastest or second-fastest guy to have 500 career threes. Uh, on the season, 25 Point seven points, forty four percent shooting, thirty nine percent from three, five and a half rebounds, eight point two assists, which I think is still top ten in the NBA, and one point four steals. I mean, he made some big time plays. He had the game winning or game tying shot at the end of that that big Celtics comeback. I mean, just absolutely marvelous play. And that was with you know really rusty come out of the gates those first three or four games, and then all of a sudden in that Dallas that um, that game in Dallas, it just kind of flipped a little bit. So hopefully he comes back soon. But uh, he was absolutely spectacular these first 15 games and you know playing probably the best basketball of his NBA career so even though he's missed a few I'll, I'll say LaMelo Ball has been the first quarter of the season MVP for the Hornets just really really great stuff and uh, I'm excited to see more of it when he comes back yeah he was number one on my draft board I, I think you know one of the big questions for the second quarter of the season is how quickly does LaMelo come back will it be soon enough not necessarily for anything with the Hornets season I think he'll come back quickly enough for that but quickly enough to reestablish his footing as an all-star because I think he's operating clearly at that kind of level I think more wins for the team would help in that regard but I mean LaMelo's numbers they're eye-popping it just does he reach whatever game threshold whoever's voting on these things needs to satisfy putting him on the list? So I love the pick. He would have been number one on my list. Rob Longo, I'd imagine he'd be number one on yours. So I've stalled enough. Who was number two on your list? Or did you get your first overall pick? Well, I think I got the guy in mind that I wanted. I didn't know that Sam was going to take LaMelo, but I'm going to take the guy that's been stepping up in his absence. That's Terry Rozier. I think T. Rose's just been really, really good. I know he missed nine games in there because of that groin strain, but I know LaMelo Ball picked up the slack while Terry was out for the most part, but what Terry has done to take over that leading point guard position. I mean, it's obviously one of the most important ones on the team in general, on any team, and he's just been able to flourish. I mean, had that career-high 13 assists the other night against Toronto. I know that he is one of those guys that's not afraid of passing. He says he's a facilitator, but he just never really got to those double-digit passing assists marks for whatever reason throughout his career even though he's had a couple of triple doubles but again the way that he's just been really able to flourish in that point guard position over the last handful of games now he scores 21 points the other night also so that makes it what four straight games and uh, 20 or more north of 20 in terms of scoring so not only is he getting it done shooting wise but he's also getting it done facilitating as well with those 13 assists like I talked about on Saturday but in general what Terry has done stepping up for this team without him I don't know if they're able to pick up a couple of these wins over the last couple of games or so but I think that even though LaMelo is the clear-cut MVP all-star whatever you want to call it Terry Rozier is the one that's now picking up the slack and he is the reason why he's my MVP through the first quarter ish of the season so far just because of what he's been able to do in LaMelo's absence I like the pick. Can't argue with it. Terry Rozier's had a really strong season. Uh, a couple other players, I think, deserving of a cap tip. I kind of recognized them in the first segment. But the young guys, I think Mark Williams, Brandon Miller, they both have had really, really strong seasons. There's a lot of guys who have contributed well in other players' absences. Uh, but my selection for the MVP of the first quarter of the season, and a lot of this is around availability and, and what this person's done to step into the voids that have been left by all these injuries, it's Gordon Hayward. Hayward, at 33 years old, season 14 in the NBA, uh, he was 
probably coming into this year expecting, maybe even hoping for a different role, not needing to be dependent on night in, night out as the number one scorer, but with sections where Miles Bridges has been unavailable and then Terry Rozier was unavailable and then LaMelo has been unavailable. There's always been a need for a consistent score and someone to lead this team for long stretches. And Gordon, more often than not, has come up with it. And the thing that sticks out most to me, if you're looking for the most successful year for the Hornets under Gordon Hayward's tenure, it was his second season with the squad where they finished an above 500 record. And for the first time in the history of the Eastern Conference, that was enough to make the playoffs. But Neither here nor there. If you look at Gordon Hayward's stats this year compared to that year, pretty remarkable. That year, he averaged 15.9 points per game for Charlotte. This year, he's averaging 15.2. That year, he was 4.6 rebounds per game. This year, he's closer to 5. That year, he was 3.5 assists per game. This year, he's 4.5 assists per game. That year, he shot 45% from the floor. He's right on that number right now, 45%. Uh, that year, he was 39% from 3. A little bit of a dip, 36%, 36.7, so, you know, right there along those same lines. What I mean to get at here is that Gordon Hayward, the numbers are right there providing what the Hornets have needed to play above 500 basketball. The only thing missing is those other ingredients, which were largely there that season where Charlotte finished above 500. Unfortunately, the Hornets have not had perfect health and perfect availability. So oftentimes the numbers Hayward's providing are, are maybe coming up a little bit short for what the team needs overall because there isn't that second or third or sometimes first scoring option to really lead the way. But I think if Hayward continues to contribute at this kind of efficiency and the Hornets get those other guys back, there's no question they're going to be a better team than they were two years ago and hopefully can end up taking off to an even better record. Yeah, and I think he's at seven 20-point games already this year. I don't have in front of me what how many he had last year at this point, but I want to say the Hornets are 5-2 and two, uh, in games. He scores 20 points, and it, you look back at that Raptors game the other night, just super aggressive coming out of the gate. Same thing in Chicago. Had 19 first-half points. Uh, you know, really kept him in it until things kind of got away in the second half, but doing a really good job of, of kind of going out there and finding his shots and getting a flow going. I think sometimes last year, I mean, some of this was you know based on kind of the playing groups around him. You know, he was just kind of maybe waiting a little too long to let the game come to him. Now you're seeing him go out, be aggressive, take those shots, get to his spots, um, getting to the line, drawing contact. I mean, he's on a really kind of nice stretch, like you said here, a little bit under the radar. Um, and I want to give one honorable mention, first MVP to, to Brandon Miller, too. I think has been really, really good this season relative he's moved around uh starting lineup different spots playing the three playing the two rookie shooting over 40 percent from three right now i mean this was a big spot for an nba first guy first year in the nba to come in and I mean, he looks like a veteran right now some of these moves some of these shots the way he defends i mean he just looks so comfortable so i think brandon miller deserves at least to be highlighted as a first half mvp just given that he's still playing this is the first quarter of his nba career too so uh, i thought he's been really good for sure I like both. I definitely agree. Brandon Miller deserves a lot of praise. Also, I love the stat poll there for Gordon Hayward. You're right on the money. I didn't realize that, but uh, Hornets are now 5-2 and two when Gordon Hayward scores 20 or more points. One more thing for this Gordon Hayward appreciation portion of the podcast. Uh, with his performance the other night, he has moved now in the NBA's all-time scoring list to 252nd. He's got 12,000. 476 points. He is 13 away from tying Mark Jackson for 250, 14 away from passing him. Uh, and, and you think of the history of the game, all the great players, to be in the top 250 in the NBA's history for scoring, 
I think that's an amazing accomplishment, and hopefully the the Hornets and the NBA really celebrate him because that's a lifetime of shots and dedication and you know time in the gym and time away from family. He's put it all in and then some and dealt with coming back from injuries as well. Uh, really someone worthy of being celebrated for that accomplishment as well. Yeah, very good find there, and it's just, you know, 250, I think, on the surface, oh, that's kind of a big number when we always talk about top five, top ten, but to think of all the guys that have ever played in the NBA in the last 75-plus years to be amongst the 250, I mean, right now in the league, there's, what, 450, you know, 500 guys, and to add that times 75 uh, over a span of, you know, three-quarters of a century, I mean, okay, there's a little bit perspective. It's a really significant milestone for Gordon, and uh yeah, definitely. Thank you for for digging that one up. That's a good one. So yeah, two fifty is a uh, that's a big number and an exclusive club for sure. I mean, we're all NBA nerds here, and basically any name I name on this list that's in the top two fifty, you know who that guy is, and it's going to be like, oh, that guy was an all star. That guy was a good player. That guy was a champion. That guy that's a notable name here in the history of the game. Gordon Hayward's name is going to be on that list uh, in pretty short order here once we get into the second quarter of the season, which leads us to our third and final segment of this quarter poll podcast. What is the biggest reason of optimism for the next three quarters of the season? We will answer that question next here on the Hornets Ivecast. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Mark and Nick both available then like we have really good roster versatility we just haven't been able to show it yet that is the theme of the Hornets season through one quarter of the campaign Hornets head coach Steve Clifford talking about basically availability something the Hornets have had some segment of throughout the season but just not all together they've never had a chance to have their preseason predicted starting five of Mark Williams, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and LaMelo Ball, plus the two leading reserves, P.J. Washington, Brandon Miller, and throw Nick Richards in there as well. That group of eight has not been together start to finish for a single game all season long, and yet the Hornets are still 7-13 and 13 within two games of a top 10 play-in tournament position and within five games of an automatic berth into the playoffs as a top six squad in the Eastern Conference. Sam Farber, Rob Longo, Sam Perley here with you on this quarter poll edition of the HHC. So as we look to the future, gentlemen, uh, we know availability has not quite been there altogether just yet. Hopefully it's coming in the not-too-distant future. I want to know your biggest reason for optimism looking at the next three quarters of this 2023-24 campaign. Rob Longo, you get to lead us off here. I don't think you have to look any further than the performances from Saturday where this team is capable of performing at a really high level. Gordon Hayward, north of 20. Miles Bridges, north of 20. Brandon Miller, 20 points. Terry Rozier, north of 20. All of those guys were able to contribute in a big way. You also had Nick Richards, 15 points off the bench. P.J. Washington, double figures off the bench as well. When this team is able to gel and when they get good looks and the shot profile looks really, really good, this team is capable of a lot of different things. Now, I know the defense still quite isn't right where Steve Clifford wants it. When you hold... Toronto to 116, that's probably right around their average, so I don't know if that's really holding them to anything, but when you have this offense, 
I don't want to say firing on all cylinders. I don't think we've seen the Hornets fire on all cylinders offensively yet so far this season. But when they play better, when they shoot at their averages, when they shoot above their average a little bit as well, even if the defense isn't airtight, they can still win ball games. And I think that this was a big example on Saturday against Toronto. And I also think that win on the road in Indiana a couple of weeks ago is another big example as well, just based off of the almost historic pace that the Indiana offense is on. They went shot for shot with them, and they came out with a win. It took one defensive stop at the end from LaMelo Ball, and they were able to pick it up. But I think that's one of those wins where you go back and you look at it in a vacuum, and you're like, that's a very solid win. That is a good quality win, all things considered, the way that the defensive rating is for the Hornets so far through the first 20 games or so. That's not the greatest. That's a quality win. So my biggest look at optimism is just the recent play, what you've seen when these guys can gel together. Hopefully the injury news is right around the corner where we're going to get a lot of players back as well. So, I mean, again, I hate to say this and I hate to be reiterating it, but if this team is fully healthy, I really am interested to see what they are capable of. Well, I'm going to leave availability as an option here for Sam Perley and myself. I'm going to sum that up into saying the offense. The offense of the Hornets sure. looks yeah, that go good that, uh, that that's your biggest reason for optimism for the remaining three quarters of the season. Sam Perley, your biggest reason for optimism optimism for the remainder of the season for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, mine's going to be uh it's kind of again a little bit kind of in the availability sector, but uh the defense. I, I think the defense is gonna get better. It's you know, I know it's kind of I think it's actually bumped up to 29th now after the Raptors game the other night. So it is slowly climbing. You know, we saw last year that the defense didn't start off the first half of the season very well. A lot of that was because of the injuries. Mark was kind of coming along a little bit slower in the G League, but you saw that stretch after the All-Star break last year where they went probably want to say it was like 17 or 18 games where they were first in the NBA in defense. I mean, the defense got better as the season progressed last year. Um, And I just think it's something that if they can find a way to maybe crawl up into just at least the top 20. I know ideally the goal is, you know, Steve Clifford has said you want to be top 10 in one, top 15 in the other. If they can get that defense just from where it's at now to up into that top 20 and then the the offense can climb up from, I think it's at 19th right now, maybe into the top 15, close to the top 10, have a little bit more balanced, you know, performances out there and you can rely more on your defense and you've got your rebounders out there and maybe you get Cody Martin back and Frank Nilakina back soon and you get a little bit more perimeter defense and just kind of put the whole thing together like Rob said and start playing some really balanced basketball I mean that's that's my reason for optimism is I saw the defense get better or we all saw the defense get better last year you know it was one of the best defenses in the, in the NBA for a month straight after the all-star break so I think that can happen again this year I mean it's obviously taking some time there's still a long ways to go but I'm optimistic that if they can just get some continuity get some rhythm and get a couple of those key wing defenders back like Cody Martin, like Frank Nilakina, they could be in good position to take a jump in that area. I'm going to chalk that one up more to availability because I think what you're saying is if this team is whole, the defense should rise naturally and and that should be an easier thing to accomplish so you know obviously the defense has a lot of room to grow here they've been at or near the bottom of the NBA through the majority of the first quarter of the season um, but not having all your guys definitely is going to impact that side of the ball so I, I like the pick definitely a good reason for optimism mine is going to be something that I think we know about the Hornets now and that is their ability to perform in the clutch look if you're going to be in the playoffs you're going to be in tight ball games or that's at least the expectation you have to know how to function and operate when the game is on the line and the clock is winding down, who do you go to? How do you get the ball to them in the best spot? And can they knock down the shots when they need to? And something we learned about the Hornets from the win over Toronto and really all season long, 
they can get that job done. Charlotte is 5-0 and this season, the only unbeaten team to play in multiple games that have been decided by three or less. Would have been nice to get five wins by 20 or more? Of course it would be, but you know that really hasn't been Charlotte's luck. Of their seven wins this year, five of them have been a one-possession game, and they've won them all. There's not a single loss in a one-possession game. That's very telling for the Hornets. Also, the NBA calculates clutch statistics. Uh, they have the Hornets playing in 12 clutch games with a record of 7-5. and five. That's solid. That's above 500. The thing that stands out even more to me, they are the best three-point shooting team in clutch time in the entire NBA. They're 50% from deep in clutch time. That's better than anyone else in the association. Uh, I think that speaks to something that's innate about this Hornets team. So I'm with you both. I think availability is something that's kind of attached to all of our expectations for the future on why we're optimistic about the remainder of the season. If you get all your guys together, this offense, which already looks pretty darn good, could really take off. If you get all your guys together, this defense, which quite frankly has not looked good, might be able to take off here. Uh, but what we know about this team is whoever's on the floor, whoever Hornets head coach Steve Clifford has turned to in clutch time, those players have been able to answer the bell and come up with a winning performance. And I think that's something that is really a big reason to be optimistic about the remaining three quarters of the calendar. Speaking of which, we tip off that portion of the season tomorrow. Hornets are going to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, Hornets have kind of a a, a home road back-to-back against their Southeast Division rivals. So we look forward to having those games for you. Monday night will be at Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. And we've got a special guest for tomorrow's edition of the HHC, the voice of the Miami Heat radio broadcaster Jason Jackson, a longtime member of the Heat broadcasting team, will be our guest on tomorrow's edition of the HHC, previewing, I guess, two games uh, worth of Hornets versus Heat action. So we look forward to bringing that one to all of you. Rob Longo, Sam Perley, it's been a great, very entertaining, maybe not great, 7-13 is not great. It's been an entertaining, it's been a fun first quarter of the season, looking forward to even more success for the remainder of the campaign absolutely uh i kind of lost track a little bit with those clutch time but it, you now that i look back on it, it's like yeah there were a lot of close dramatic fun wins especially at home they make your heart pound a little bit i know they're a little nervous but they make for great tv great entertainment and i'm sure great radio and some great calls and uh, a bunch of great moments too so hopefully when we hit that midway point we're uh you know not looking at another seven and 13 record after in the second quarter of the season. Let's flip that around. 13 and 7 every quarter from now on, right, Rob Longo? You, you took the words right out of my mouth. 13 and 7 to flip it on the other side. That'll put the team at 46 wins with two games left to play. Hey, that's what I had them at the beginning of the season. We'll take it. We'll take We'll see how things go starting tomorrow when the Hornets take on the Miami Heat. Hopefully, we'll see you there at Spectrum Center. I know we'll see Rob Longo and Sam Perley. Thanks for being with us here on this edition of the HHC. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.